Welcome to Find Your Lady Tribe. Today we have a cool topic, I think. think Something that's kind of near and dear to our hearts and very relevant in the world today, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, Brenda. So you're going to want to not miss this, so come right back. Stay tuned. Welcome to Find Your Lady Tribe. I am your host, Brenda Ridgely, author, speaker, and midlife women's coach. This season is dedicated to your midlife mindset, so be sure to subscribe now to be notified of a new episode each week. I am honored to be joined this season by co-host Tressa Bryant of Love and Life Coaching. She is a mindset, trauma, and relationship expert. Join our inner circle to be the first to know about retreats, workshops, events, and receive tribe-building tips. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash find your lady tribe to join. Are you ready? Let's go. We're back. Hello. (laughs) So Tress, is it just me or is, has everything turned out kind of different than you thought? What, when you, when you became a parent and, and all the things, I mean, it seems like parenting is a whole new ball game that I was not expecting. (laughs) Yeah, things did turn out much different than I thought, you know. Uh, I read the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting. I think maybe most or maybe a lot of women our generation read that book. And um, that kind of hopefully set us up. And then, of course, each one of us had a different mom that taught us different ways about raising kids and possibly different religions. And so, yeah, I had an idea of what I thought that was going to be like. But uh, it turns out that it, it didn't turn out anything like what I thought it was. Yeah, you kind of just have some ideas of <clears throat> what things are going to look like when the kids grow up and and different phases of life. And, you know, it, it's we're, we're living in a brave new world mm-hmm. of identity. Absolutely. And just being able to more freely be and express who you truly are. Thank heaven. I know. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's so, so nice. But it kind of, as a parent... For me, anyway, it got kind of wonky sometimes a little bit because I just, like I said, it wasn't lining up with my expectation. Yeah, yeah. You know, I understand that. Uh, but what I know of you, Brenda, I also know the love that you have for your kids. And so I know that that, that totally, your expectation totally falls way behind your love. Right. And so, uh, you know, what I know of your experience and as you have, have a, as a parent, and I know your, your children as well, is that you were able to be flexible mm-hmm. and to be understanding and to be loving. And so, you know, I think really what we're talking about here is being able to have your kids come to you and talk to you about anything. Right. And uh, when you have that expectation and you have something, you have to listen with ears that are non-judgmental. And, uh, you know, a lot of the time as parents, we kind of get into this is the way it is and that's the way it is type of of thing. Mm -hmm. But when we already say that we know everything as a parent, we lose the opportunity to learn about our kids and who Mm -hmm. they are, right? Right. How they take. So we're kind of like talking around the topic to be, but, but to be more specific, we are talking about raising children who um, our LGBTQ Absolutely. or any identify in any way that seemed different from when they were born. Absolutely. And you know, what's interesting about that is that 
I was born in a very religious upbringing and background Mm -hmm. and I was born, I was raised, you know, very traditional. And what we grew up thinking is that the way someone shows up in the world with their physical anatomy, then we label them either male or female. Right. And um, now I have come to know that that is no longer the way that I experience people, any, any person on this planet. And part of that is because my son is transgender. And fortunately enough, I got a really great kid who could teach me how to understand how all of that works. And they got a great mom. Oh my goodness. By the way. Well, they did because I was willing to listen and be flexible like you, right? So, um, you know, we do a lot of that nowadays. We have gender reveal parties and we have things like that where we still see that a lot of our generations based on religious background, and I want to make sure that we respect everyone that's watching or listening to this program, but we all have our own map, so to speak, that we're on and we have the reasons why we feel um, the way that we do about when people are born, whether they're boy or girl, whatever that is. And my personal feeling is that we don't get to determine that. So now I start questioning everything else. I'm like, why does blue go for boys? Why does pink go for girls? That like to me makes absolutely no sense whatsoever anymore. So now I'm like, Totally neutral. Okay, let's stick with yellow and green. No, and whatever. No, no. no. <laughs> I am sorry. You know I mean? I'm sorry. So, yeah, I'm but I love like, the pink and blue. And and yeah. okay, but I, I'm hearing what you're saying. I yeah. absolutely am. But um, I don't know. I think a lot of people struggle with this a little bit yeah. and and wanting to you know figure out you know and label yes. or whatever. And yes, I, I'm just saying that pink and blue is not bad. It isn't bad until you place it on someone as a rule for them. Absolutely. Or a a uh, expectation for them, right? Yes. Otherwise, I love pink and blue because those are the transgender colors. Yeah. They're fantastic. Well, so my my son um, kind of came out um, as gay um, a few years ago, but he didn't really... (laughs) He, he, he didn't really, you know? he, you know, I just, I, I saw signs and I was open to it and I'd had friends growing up and, you know, through my adult life even that were, you know, out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I even approached him a couple of times and asked him, Hey, you know, I just want, want to know. And I want you to know, first of all, I love you no matter what. Absolutely. There's no right or wrong answer here. And, you know, and, and, and I would get, no, no, that's not. I'm, sure, and, sure. Uh, you know, even uh, for, you know, early 20 year olds right now, there's still a probably inner conflict at some point, maybe, um, if they just don't know how to express it and where the comfort zone is and all that. Um, but a couple of years ago, I again asked, I actually, actually asked about three times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember at the early on, it was kind of uh, an inner struggle for me a little bit because although I really absolutely would love him no matter what, I pre- I had a little bit of a preference. Sure. The, uh, well, the, the, I, I, I wanted to have grandchildren and all these different things that I thought that this lifestyle might not permit. 
And uh, having lived and, and been around others that were out, I saw some struggles that were not that easy. It didn't seem like the easiest lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness, though. I mean, that yeah. things are really, really, in, in many areas, really loosening up and being, and people are able to truly be free. So when, two or three years ago, when I actually asked the third time and he said, basically, yes, by introducing his partner that had been hanging around for about a year. Sure. (laughs) Uh, It was like, what a relief, really just to have that conversation, have that out there. And I asked him kind of in in the next week or so, hey, maybe you should tell your grandparents. Sure. And here's the interesting thing. He said, I don't think, I don't need to do that. Yep. I don't, nobody else has to right. tell, explain that to anybody. Right. And I don't feel like I should have to. And I was like, yeah. hmm. I mean, again, that's just me going, oh, okay, well, this is different. Exactly. It, we, we fall into the way that we think things should be because of the way we got trained that things should be, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he's absolutely right. You don't go and explain your relationship with your husband to your, your parents or mm-hmm. your grandparents or, you know, the, the inner workings. Like, um, there's so much more acceptance and respect in the kids today, in their generation. Mm-hmm. They, they look at um, people as a person, yeah. Not as a gender. They don't identify someone right away based on the way that they dress or the colors that they wear or how they wear their hair or how they speak. They literally are looking at each other as a human being, another mm-hmm. human being. And I find that what that does for us, if we allow it, it gives us permission to totally drop everything that we thought the way that it should be, no matter what it is. And listen to them and learn from them and pay attention to a new way of being that we can do in our own lives, which is just being accepting without judgment. Right. And, um, you know, here's the thing. You may have a belief system that doesn't agree with that. And that is okay. You can keep your belief system and you can keep whatever Maybe you feel that it infringes on moral values or moral code or whatever it is. Maybe you maybe you have different preferences. But at the end of the day, I truly believe that our one and only job with our children is to love them unconditionally and to take good care of them. We're stewards of mm-hmm. our children. So when we talk about unconditional love, it doesn't say as long as you behave such and such way, mm-hmm. I'm going to love you. Right. Right. And- and you you need to make me happy by right. doing this. It's not you need to show up this way in order for me yeah. to still be your mom. Another thing that you mentioned when you were talking about that you had um, asked about three times, and something that comes up for me is that, um, you know, I think that these kids are still. Well, I mean, we're not fully accepting all. You know, I mean, we're still. They're still having to navigate, as you said, some of the challenge that you saw other couples or other people who are out challenge mm-hmm. and navigate, mm-hmm. which who doesn't have challenges in their life? Those are just different than the ones that we might experience in our life. But what you mm-hmm. said is that it took a couple of times. Um, you know, I feel like these kids where, where your son probably felt safe with you, one of the things that he may have been thinking about, and I don't know because I don't know what he was thinking, but I know that my own son was having to think about how that was going to affect him in um, high school. Yeah. Uh, he was in the women's choir. 
Right. And right. so um, he had not come out at school. So yeah. whereas he wanted to come out and talk to me about it, uh, he wasn't quite ready to tell the entire world. Right. So the kids are thinking maybe two or three more steps ahead of, oh, I can tell my mom because right. my mom loves me completely unconditionally. Or maybe she might have a hard time, but I think she's still going to ex- be accepting. Um but you I, know what? The, I now have to deal with another 20 more things if I actually say there may be another whole list of mm-hmm. things behind that that follows it that I might not be ready to tackle quite yet. So yeah, that's I a just question. think there's a big old, there's, I really see this generation of young adults as super fluid. Oh my gosh, with, huge. With, and in fact, you know, Loving everyone, I'm just going to say. Totally. And seeing, like you said, seeing people as people. And I love that. <laughs> and But here's the thing. You know, you say maybe he would have been safer coming, you know, saying that's okay, but that's at one level. But actually, I'm quite sure that his friends in high school and and cousins, well, n- knew and that he was having conversations before he did with me. So that right. kind of, I was like, well, you know, I don't know how... You know, so all you can do is all you can do. Exactly. And we don't know what they're thinking. Mm -hmm. We don't know whether or not there's a fear there. We don't know there. uh, Maybe there's a little bit of shame. We don't don't want to disappoint you. They don't want to disappoint you. We don't we don't know I think the thing that you did was was wonderful in saying, you know, maybe a couple of times I'm, I'm getting some kind of a feeling. Is this right on? Is it not right on? And how can I show up and support you if it is right on? And if it's not, thanks for having this conversation with me because I'm here for you no matter yeah. what. That's a beautiful way for you to be. I mean, it's just lovely. It's it's fantastic. Well, so kudos to you. Well, thank you. I yeah. know that um, when your son uh, shared the information with you, of course, you're a rock star about it. Um, but can you share a little bit about how that went? Because I think this is happening more and more. And a lot of couples and parents, single parents, whatever, sure. just it kind of knocks them over. And don't they don't it, know what to do, like it, it to can. be to be the best support? Because of course we all love our kids, and you want to show up in the best way. But I don't know. Our first instinct is to do that. Well, and it may not be, but that's okay. Fake it till you make it. At that moment, the only thing that you're supposed to do is show your kid that you love them mm-hmm. in that initial moment. That's the only thing you can just say. Wow, you know, I don't, I don't even know, I don't even know about any of this, but I'm, I'm okay right now. All my job is to do is just to love you right now in this moment. You're going to hear them more if you do that instead of you're trying to think of what you're supposed to say. What Just be quiet, listen, and be an open space for them to come to you and talk to you. And then you can have a minute to process a little bit later. So um, my son came to me when he was 14 years old, and I had raised my son uh, as a female gender, dressing in dresses and mm-hmm. all of these types of things, because that's what my son's body was when he was born. And I'm sure he's okay for me to talk about this. Um, and so we gave uh, a name and we, you know, just identified the kid, the kid, my kid from the very day one in the get go. When actually, if I look back now, Brenda, and I look at pictures, my son was in there the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's actually kind of fun to go and pull out the moments where you go, oh my gosh, there it was. There, there you are. There you are. There you are. So Callum is my son's name. And it's okay for me to say that on here. Um, he never changed. He didn't change. 
my view of him changed because mm-hmm. I had just placed this whole identity on this kid, but Callum was in there the whole entire time. And so, yeah, we, he sat down and wrote us a letter and said, Hey, you might have disappointment in me as your child, but I'm not disappointed in you as my parents. Oh. If you're having a difficult time understanding this, oh. I know it almost How makes wise. me cry because at 14, that was really wise. Yeah. And uh, we just sat and listened We had a family meeting, and then we processed as we went along. Now, fast forward to now, it's fantastic. I've learned more. I have um, become more loving and more accepting. I have experienced personal growth. My kid and I are just like this. We can talk about all types of different things. Um, I mean, it's just, since I was in an allowing space, so much has opened up. Right. Yeah. Right. All it takes is love, Brenda. It does. So um, you get the news or, and it maybe may or may not be a shocker, mm-hmm. just be love and show love and, and, you know, then maybe you need to sit with it a bit. Oh, totally. And, and I then, think so. And then, uh, and don't just leave it, you know, no, they, yeah. they opened up the conversation either by um, bringing it up or you or answering your questions and, it's it's out there now and and it's it's there to be um accepted and yes you know what i normal. think is great you know you're giving some steps so i think the steps would be listen mm-hmm. pay attention and receive with love instead of judgment um and then think about what this might mean for you in that moment and navigate yourself personally what is your job and your position as a parent with your kid and also Ask your child some questions. These kids are not afraid to answer. What does transgender mean? What's non-binary? You know, what what am I? What's my role? If you really want to show love and support, write down some questions for your kids. They are going to help educate you when you don't know what to say or what to do. You can even just come right out and say, "I don't know what to say, and I don't know what to do in this moment." How can I best show up and support you in this yeah. moment yeah. while I process this? That's it. Right. Simplify it. Just beautiful. make it simple. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned a good point that maybe we don't understand what all those terms mean. Can you we, talk about transgender and then non-binary real yes. quick? So I want to recommend uh, just a resource if I could. Yeah. This was a uh, gal who I interviewed on a summit that I did. And her name is, is Jeannie Gainsburg. And her book is called The Savvy Ally. Okay. And I just can't yeah. recommend it enough. Basically, in her book, she's helping you understand how to address other people, how to use pronouns. Um, you know, now on my email, I've actually got something, you know, because of her, I'll put what my pronouns are. And then I have a little link below where she actually explains why am I using my pronouns? Um, you know, what all of this comes down to is being respectful of, of other people as human beings, Brenda. And I really feel like we can simplify it. There's going to be a lot of people who may watch this and turn it off and give us a hard time for it. I don't know, but that's okay with me. I'm Mm -hmm. willing to be accepting of um, maybe a different point of view on this. I truly believe that love is the answer to everything. So politics might play a role in this. Religion might play a role in this. But for me, all of that went out, out just 
in support and love. So The Savvy Ally is a great book. We'll put um, the link in the comment section um, yeah. or in the show notes so you can link right to that book. Absolutely. And you know what? If you don't know what questions to ask, that book is a wonderful, very small, easy to read resource that could help you understand what questions to ask, mm -hmm. right? So um, one of the things, if it's okay, if we just move forward just a little in this, I wanted to mm -hmm. bring up this thing, uh, just to yeah. something that made this me think of this. Yeah. You know, we're talking to midlife moms and yeah. we're talking to midlife women in this group. And one of the things that I have come across is that uh, just basically your own self-exploration, right? Yeah. And I think this is a safe enough place and podcast and conversation and unconditional loving place where our viewers, you know, what if you're questioning your own identity, Brenda? I what think if, what I if you're questioning your own sexuality? What if you've been married mm -hmm. for 20 years um, and you feel like you're lesbian? Or, right. you know, I mean, literally... Our kids are leading the way to give us permission to say and actually have our own voice with our own sexual preferences and not even, this isn't just about sex, Brenda, it's just, it's about our partnerships and who we love. Yes, it is. No, yeah. I think that's an excellent, I'm glad you brought it up. I think that it's maybe to this point, you haven't felt true to yourself. Right. You were trying to fit in the box or, you know, of what the shoulda, coulda, shoulda couldas or whatever judgment whether it be your parents or your grandparents or just society in general things are a little different now and giving us the freedom to be more free absolutely and you know it may be it may be fear maybe you have been in that relationship like i said for 20 years and mm -hmm. you've got a whole family and mm -hmm. maybe your partner doesn't have any idea because mm -hmm. you've been you've really literally been holding this in so you know as coaches I want to just extend, literally, we always offer, you know, we have a discovery session. I think you or I could certainly address and be a welcome place for someone to have a call with us about what to do next, how, to, what direction to go, uh, what resources can you find if you're trying to do that self-exploration or being able to come out yourself and, you know, have some, a place of safe love and acceptance, love and belonging, right? Right. So... I always believe you need a starting point for everything. Right. And it can start small if you if you don't even know what direction to go yourself. But how beautiful would it be as we keep growing and, and learning more in this world, mm -hmm. we're becoming a place where people can be true to themselves. I love that you said that. It's right. like, how freeing is that? Right. And whenever you have a question, Mark, in almost any way, in any any area of your life, yeah. and you really don't, don't know a direction, a pivot, which way to pivot, mm -hmm. I always just ask myself, what would love do? Oh, right. right. Well, yeah. If love were making this decision. Yeah, instead of this. Think, right, <laughs> right. We overthink, oh my gosh, right. crazy. You're, what right. you're doing is bringing us back down to the heart center. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because really, that's where all your acceptance, right? When we're right. overthinking things and we could just drive ourselves into lots of anxiety and craziness and doubt and fear and worry and all of those things. Yeah. Our mind is in control too much, probably. Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah. I mean, nope. we need to give our mind a break mm -hmm. give it that, the, the freedom to just yeah. let love make the decision. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? You're going to find out where other people in your life 
you're going to be surprised. Like I, like what you just said about the cousins and the nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and the, you know, the grandparents and these people ultimately in the end accepted. And that's yes. the same with me. And you guys seriously, my mother raised me mm-hmm. in a very strict religious background. She's 82 years old and she is on board. She still holds her belief system, yeah. but she holds that in her space and has chosen to show love and safety and a place of belonging for my son, knowing that he's chosen a different path than she has. And my, I mean, if you want to talk about growth at 82 years old, yeah, she has experienced some amazing growth because she go, returns to love all the time. I'm really glad you brought that up because <laughs> I had the same experience. You know, so when my son didn't want to have those conversations, I felt like I owed it to my parents, his grandparents, to kind of just let him in on it, you know? Sure. So I had the conversation. And honestly, I was a little nervous <laughs> as to how, okay. how and, it's okay. And of course, they're wonderful people and loving. And just, but I didn't have any reason to doubt them, really. But but again, just the old programs. Yeah. And they were delightful. Well, And then they were, they kind of just chuckled and said, well, we figured a, a great looking guy like that doesn't have a girl on his arm. There, you know, there must be a right. reason. Right. Exactly. And again, just tell him. We love him no matter what. See? It just is unconditional love. Right? They're in their 80s. So literally, oh my gosh, you know, we just, Brenda, everything is a choice truly when it really comes down to it. We have this um, automatic response system built in with our body and our brain and our Mm -hmm. mind and all of this stuff. And when you can just drop that for a second, take a big deep breath in. And just return to your center and say, just for a moment, what would love do? And I don't have to know everything about this right now. I don't have to say the right thing right now. Um, It's okay if I say the wrong thing. Let's just be inviting and open up the conversation and say, wow, I get to know you all over again. You know, you've given me an opportunity to get to know you better. And there you go. Um, you know, I just want to offer up to something, something to the person who, who is really stuck in their position on it and doesn't want to move in it at all. I think at the very beginning, the best thing that you can do is show that kindness to yourself <laughs> because it's okay. It's okay. We are born and raised into systems and beliefs that sometimes we really cling to because it's our identity. It's who we are. It's who we've become. And we really, really are centered on it. So just turn that love right inward at first. If you don't know what to do, maybe don't say anything at at first. And just instead of reacting and getting reactive or explosive or lashing out or something like that, try to take a a breath and just respond to yourself for a moment. Just give yourself some space to go, okay, hold on. I know I'm, this is activating me. I know this is bringing up some stuff for me. The first thing I want to do is tell you what to do and how wrong you are. Just turn inward for just a brief moment if it's at all possible for you to do that. And if it's not in that moment, just say, you know what? I need a minute to process. Can, I, can we talk about this in another day or two? I love it. That's the best advice I've heard <laughs> is to give yourself a moment yeah. with almost anything that yeah. that, that it brings conflict within you. Give yourself a moment. Yeah. It's to, not just to be um, quiet and sit with it and then yes. uh, respond in a healthy way, whether that be writing a letter or whether that be just mm-hmm. really, really formulating 
your feelings and how to show your love and support in the best way possible. Absolutely. I love it. So, Brenda, thank you. <laughs> it's a great conversation, you guys. Conversation. So when three, three or more, more gather, gather, we are tribe. tribe.